Hello and welcome to Photographic Life. Um, this week um, we introduce uh, a new section to the podcast which you'll hear at the end of the podcast. But first of all, um, just looking back on the week, um, I was at a uh, degree show, the university at which I lecture at, the School of Art and Design, in which the free uh, photographic courses um, held its annual degree show. Uh, and those are happening all over the country um, at this moment over these weeks and kind of a nostalgic um, experience, I suppose, for a lot of us. Um, whenever I go to a degree show, it always takes me straight straight back to my own degree show, even if that was back in 1987, a long time ago. It's always that kind of that smell of apprehension, that feeling, that tenseness, that that sense of relief, I suppose, for a lot of students, and also that sense of excitement. Um, I suppose also it's a, it's a time for memory. Um, it's that situation whereby the work that you're seeing um, is a culmination of three years, um, or perhaps two years, or in Scotland, four years, of uh, work of concentrated effort um, and that you know quite often we we see or I certainly see um, seminars conferences exhibitions um, given the title of memory or resolving or revolving I should say around the thought of memory that the photographic image is in itself a recording of a moment that in itself creates a memory um, Every time we press the shutter, perhaps we're creating memory. Well, of course we are. Um, anyway, um, certainly reminded me of the days of my own degree show. Although things have changed a lot since then. I can remember I was very lucky enough to go to St. Martin's School of Art, which um, at that time was based on Longacre in Covent Garden. Um, and so all we needed to do was open the doors pin some things on the wall and people would come. Uh, that building, which was a banana warehouse prior to being the St. Martin's graphics, film and photography um, room, also screen printing, all in the same building. Um, the old photographic studio is now um, the ground floor of Henny's, um, the fashion clothing retailer H&M. Um, so if you are on Longacre, and if you want to see where photographers such as Miles Aldridge, Platon, Mark Mattock, just to name a few, uh, Jake Chesson, um, cut their teeth, just wander around Henny's on the ground floor because that used to be a photographic studio. My training was in graphic design and over the last week I've been working with my own images, creating uh, little short visual narratives for the book of my writing, which is being published, um, as I've mentioned previously, in January 2018. Um, the images were created over a roughly a kind of two and a half year span, all created with my, my iPhone. And gradually I've been editing them down and they're going to appear in the book as, um, I suppose, visual short stories, really. Um, a maximum of 10 images uh, following each other, relating to each other. And it's that putting of images together that I really enjoy, that idea of editing the image down to 
the right image, the image that um, conveys what I want the image to convey. And then creating extra narrative, extra relationships by placing those images together. It's something that gives me huge um, a pleasure and enjoyment and contentment, actually. I could sit for hours um, putting images together uh, to try and kind of find those relationships, whether they be through colour or juxtaposition, shape, um, theme and so forth. So that was really nice. I, I spent a lot of time talking like this. Um, and I also spent a lot of time writing. So it was really nice to return to photography. But it also raises that issue, I suppose, the, the difficulty of editing, the, the issue that having been trained and worked as an art director for many years, um, I find it quite easy to uh, not have that emotional relationship with an image. Uh, I'm quite happy to dismiss an image if it isn't right, um, towards the greater good, as it were, I suppose, the, the finished artifact when the images come together. And I know that that's a, a process that a lot of photographers, particularly young photographers, find difficult to, um, to actually do, um, to be that hard on the edit. And um, as always, I suppose it's a cyclical nature of, of what we do. I keep finding myself each week talking about something and then thinking, oh, I wrote about that. Um, so again, there's a, there's a, a link to an article below this podcast that explains in a little bit more detail my approach to editing images. And perhaps also um, it's a, a, an article which might help some of you that find difficulty with doing that. But certainly that um, ability to see the bigger picture and detaching yourself from the emotional impact of an image, I, I think personally is the key to creating um, visual narratives. Um, as I said, you know, these, these narratives are uh, in the book, very short, just 10 images. So in an essence, um, because there are six of these 10 image narratives in the book, they become a series of short stories. And I, I often use that metaphor of writing when creating narratives and editing images into a narrative. It's not always about the strongest images. Um, it's often about images that help link the narrative or provide a context for the narrative. Or even through the creation of those images coming together, um, a new narrative forms that perhaps was unexpected um, or not intentional when the original work um, began. Certainly in the work I've been looking at this week, I, ha I have no issue with putting an image taken in Vancouver, Canada, next to an image taken uh, in my house, for example. So that idea of freeing your mind and allowing the images to talk to you, which, um, which is what I always talk about actually when I'm trying to teach image editing and narrative is to allow the images to talk to you and that the moment the images are talking to you that difficulty in making a decision um, kind of disappears because the images are making it for you. I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that um, we're going to be starting a new weekly um, what would you call it? I suppose a feature um, 
I've been contacting people engaged with photography, curators, art directors, photo editors, photographers, and setting them a, a simple task. Well, to me, I thought it was a simple task, but actually um, the work that's been coming back to me, the, the responses to this task, have been incredible and really um, thought-provoking. Um, so I thank everybody who has supplied me with the audio so far. So what was the task? Well, the task was to send me a five-minute audio uh, recorded however the person wished, answering the question as to what does photography mean to you? Because each week with the photographic life, um, that's what I try and do. I try and talk about what's happening in my life and how photography uh, impacts on that and, and vice versa. So it's been um, incredible, the response so far, and I will be um, including um, one response each week in future podcasts. So there are lots to look out for, so um, do keep your eyes on that. Um, to start the series and for this week, um, I spoke to Ella Murphy, Murtha, uh, excuse me, who is the daughter of Tish Murtha, um, who has an exhibition of her work uh, opening at the Photographer's Gallery in London at the end of this week. Um, Ella has curated her mother's work and she has um, been a fantastic um, supporter of that work in getting it seen um, in books, uh, in exhibitions uh, and online. So it just leaves me to um, hand you over now to Ella. Photography to me is uh, it's just magical. I can't imagine life without it and I wouldn't want to. You can capture a moment in time and preserve it forever and it can have an effect on people even years later. Photos like, do you know, like smells or, or certain songs that come on the radio, they just invoke such strong emotions within people that sometimes you didn't even know were there. Um, the nature of looking after my mum's archive proves just how much value photography holds, both historically and personally. I mean, I've been able to reunite people through my mum's work. One of the girls um, in one of the jazz band images, she contacted me to say that seeing that photo of herself, it had brought her home. That's how she described it, it had taken her home. I mean, she'd moved away as a child and she'd blocked out a lot of memories. But seeing herself as a child again, it, it had allowed her to deal with things almost like therapy, she described it as. Um, she said it helped her find out who she was and it also helped her reconnect with some old friends. So that to me, you know, that's, that's just amazing. Um, I've been able to give other people photos of their dead parents as well, which they'd never seen before. I mean, there was one woman and she'd only ever had one photo of her dad for her entire life before he died, just the one photo of him. But in my mum's negatives, there were about 90 of them, and they were all exactly as she remembered him. He was at work. I mean, he used to work with my granddad on the scrap, so they were collecting scrap, and, and he used to have a hot dog stall in Newcastle, so it was just him at work. But to her, do you know, these, these pictures, they were just priceless, and that 
it was amazing for me to be able to let her have them. So that's the power of photography to me. Um, my little boy was only 17 months old when my mum died, but he swears that he remembers her and he talks about her all the time. And I don't know if he really does or if it's just the fact that we've got the photos and we look at them together and talk about her, so he feels like he remembers her. But I don't really care anyway. I'm just so happy that those moments of time were captured photographically and we can remember them. The photography um, to, just brings people together. As a photographer, uh, my mum became friends with the people that she snapped. And as an archiver now, I've been able to make some lovely friends along the way as I've been sharing the work all these years later. The community online has been fantastic, just so warm and helpful, and that's been really special for me. I mean, I couldn't have made the Youth Unemployment book without the support online. And that support has come from all sorts of places, not just photographic people, but singers, actors, writers, artists, teachers, full-time parents, just so many people have helped along the way. And that is, you know, I go back to that word, it's just magical and, you know, just heartwarming. And I'm just so thankful to everyone and I'm thankful for photography. <laughs> so I'm not really sure what else to say, so I'll, I'll just stop waffling now. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Ella. And thanks to all of you for listening this week. Um, hope you have a good week, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to meet up again uh, next week when we'll have another photographer talking about what photography means to them and uh, I'll be reflecting on what's happened in the coming week. Thanks. Goodbye.